Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you to those who have your cameras on. To those who don't, I would love you to turn your cameras on. Rochelle, Ellen, uh, Brittany, Anthony, I would love cameras on. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, we have a really, really fun conversation today. Um, here's the deal. Uh, I am in the Seattle market and we are typically, we're in this like little bubble up in the, up in the Northwest corner of the United States. And typically whatever we see, the trends that we see up here start to trickle down. Things start in the West and start to trickle down. So I want to give you guys a quick market update about what's happening here in Seattle, at least uh, more recently since the uh, interest rates went rising uh, and tell you how it's affecting here. And then I have brought on two very special guests today. So Tara Roy is based out of Pennsylvania and Rachel is based out of Tennessee. And these ladies and I have the awesome, awesome pleasure to talk uh, all the time and talk about our real estate markets. And in talking this week or last week, we kind of learned that what's happening to me in my market is not happening everywhere else. So on this, for the last, like, I feel like for the last year, uh, two years, the whole nation has been in the seller's market. Whole nation's been in a seller's market, right? And it's been hard for buyers and buyers haven't been able to get into contract and this and that. So, um, um, I'm going to tell you what's happening here. And then I want to talk to Tara and Rachel, have them introduce themselves. And we're just going to have a conversation about how we're adjusting to what's going on right now. So um, Lisa just made a really good point. Um, if you guys want to put your location in your name after your name, it's going to help with referrals as well. Uh, but then also I would love to see kind of what markets you're in, because I'm going to, I want to ask like, are you seeing any of the things that I'm seeing? And so if you would might, wouldn't mind adding your name, like Rachel did and uh, Tara did, and I did not. So I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put my actual town. There we go, Bonnie Lake, Washington. So there we are, just south of Seattle. So, um, okay, so real quick, um, we, for the last um, two months, um, it has been really interesting to kind of watch what happened, right? In March, I had about uh, eight people sign listing agreements with me to put their houses on the market. In February, I had four. Um, Though three of those people did put their, three of the people that signed in February put their homes on the market in February. And I got them about $100,000 over asking price. I had 15 offers on each home and each home had about a hundred showings. So I had to turn down several people. Um, I put a couple homes on the market in March, very similar. Um, April 4th, I put a home on the market. One of the hottest areas in our location, one of the hottest areas in my location. I had overnight five showings in one weekend, went past an offer review date. And I was like, huh, what's happening right now? And I ended up actually having that home set on the market for 12 days. And we actually went in contract under asking price, $15,000 $15, under asking price. I had put another home on the market the following weekend in April. 
Um, and I was like, well, maybe it's price point, right? Because the first home I put on the market was priced around 900,000. Uh, second home I put on the market was priced under 500,000. And I thought, oh, maybe it's price point. Let's just see, like, it could be just the price point. Uh, $500,000, I had three showings, three showings. I did an open house with zero people. I was like, okay, this is insane. I have, I've written uh, this year for buyers. I've uh, written a total of four offers and I put three buyers in contract. That's it. So the market for me, for buyers right now is really fun. I love working with buyers again. It's awesome because I'm not working my brain. I'm not like working myself to death. Right. Um, but you're going to find that when I'm, when we talk to, we'll talk to Rachel first, cause she's like a little bit, we're moving geographically. I think Rachel's a little closer to me than Tara. So we'll talk to Rachel first. And I'd love to hear Rachel, what's happening in your market right now. Tennessee all over the state is a hot market. Now, Murfreesboro, we are within the Nashville metropolitan area, which is where the majority of people are wanting to go to either Nashville. A lot of people like to go to Knoxville as well, which is on the east side of the state. But we're probably one of the hottest states to move to. Um, and a lot of it, I hate to say it, a lot of it is political. Um, we're not because we're not really that much we're really around the national average in terms of cost of living. It's not like you're moving somewhere that's cheap, even though there is that perception that the South is a little bit cheaper. It really isn't <laughs> nowadays. Um, I mostly work with a lot of buyers and I'm still seeing a lot of offer deadline dates. Uh, I was laughing at this uh, couple of listings, you know, it's telling buyers agents, bring your A game. This one's going to, have a lot of offers. And there was uh, another, another note that said, yes, this one will have multiple offers. Don't even ask. <laughs> so I'm just laughing at what these listing agents are, are putting in there. Um, I'm, I'm ready for an end to it. You know, a little bit of the, the ego on the side of listing agents and how many offers they're going to get. I'm still seeing in the Nashville market, um, depending on the price point, it could be anywhere from $5,000 over asking to 15,000 is probably the most common for a mid-range home. Maybe you're on 30K over asking is what it'll go for if it's in great condition. For the for the really nice luxury homes, I have seen up to 80,000, $100,000 over asking, but that's pretty rare in my market. So I'd say the most common is like that 15, 30K range. Um, but I don't know how long that's sustainable for. How many offers, I mean, like for a buyer right now, how many offers are you writing before you get them in contract? I'm really blessed. I'm in the relocation niche and the buyers that I choose to work with, they're, they're highly motivated. I have learned, especially over this past year, that I cannot help everyone. And that, um, that buyer's consultation is, has become so much more important. You want to make sure you understand what their expectations are. Because if their expectation is that they're going to find a great deal, be able to come in and underbid on asking price and get closing costs, that's just, I'm not going to be able to help meet that expectation. So I want to know what they are expecting up front um, before we get, get into this and you can gauge like, what's your motivation to move? If they are not motivated enough to do what needs to be done, um, I kindly walk away. Um, now, if, now, if it's a matter of they financially can't, then I'm willing to work with them. Like, let's look at what you can buy. 
let's compromise on some things. Maybe look at some houses that other people have passed over because they have a few things that need to be fixed. So I've gotten people in contract that way. Just, you know, where's that happy medium where we can find you something that's going to work. But you're, I mean, so, but you're definitely still seeing a really strong seller's market, really heavy seller's market. Yes. I would say 15 plus offers on a home. Wow. Um, If it's in a high, really depending on the price point, of course, the lower price points are going to have a lot more offers. Um, My most recent contract I wrote on, it was about an $830,000 home, which would be considered luxury um, for a larger home in my market. Um, there, there were two offers. So that, you know, still a little bit multiple offers, but it really just kind of depends on the size. Like if it's 300,000, there's probably going to be 50 offers on it. If it's 500,000, maybe 15 to 20. So that kind of thing. And we have a lot of investors here too, that we're still, um, kind of going up against anything under 400,000, there's going to be a cash investor trying to make an offer and turn it into a, a rental. Unfortunately, we have a lot of that here in the Nashville area. Interesting. So I just like my buyers, I just put in contract were at that 500,000 price point, which is a really low price point for here, super low. Um, and there were two offers. That was a multiple offer situation was two offers. Wow. Oh, and that, I mean, we got it, no problem, but um, it was just, it was just interesting because that's multiple offer situation right now. <laughs> and like, literally, if we had this conversation a month ago, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to work with a buyer because I don't want to write 50 offers for someone before it goes into contract, right? But um, that's me. Sarah. That's yeah, me. That's Sarah. <laughs> so what's happening for you? So this buyer's or seller's market is still so strong here in Pennsylvania. It has not trickled east yet at all, what you're seeing. Um, I just had my 12th of the year rejection on an offer letter. For the and same client? No, no, no. These are all different clients. These are 12 okay. different houses. Um, I'd say about six different buyers. So um, I've done at least two houses for each one so far this year and all have been rejected. And like, like, uh, Rachel, I am very picky with who I work with. Right. So I don't want to just take someone who doesn't understand that they need to be aggressive in this market or it's not going to work. Cause I I don't have time. I'm not going to waste my time with somebody who's not going to play the game. It is a game right now to, to, it's a gamble. It's, you know, you're throwing your money out there and, uh, all of them have been over asking, all of them have been aggressive um, to the point of one that was placed a couple of weeks ago was $55,000 over asking. And our price point, average price point here in where I'm in my area of Pennsylvania is $270,000. So this was, this was a big $55,000 is a lot over asking here and um, still didn't get it. So it is, it's been kind of insane, but now that I have some listings coming up, I'm starting to be like, all right, come on, let's get these on the market in case it starts to shift here. Like you're seeing out there. Cause I, I don't want to be on the end of the listing part where it just sits on the market for a few days. I know that's not pleasant because I've spoken with you about that. Yeah. So, so some of the things that um, I've had to do recently is re, re or level set my level set my clients' expectations, right? Especially with sellers, because I'm a very heavy listing agent more than I am a buyer's agent. Um, but I definitely have to level set their expectations, and it's really interesting because uh, you know I learned from the one that I hadn't expected it just like that. I mean, let's think. Let's talk about all the fa- the variables, right? There's a few things. Variables are um, stock market is starting to 
starting to go down, right? People are getting a little antsy. So, you know, down payments were coming from uh, here in the tech tech world, right? We're the second largest tech industry in the nation in Seattle. So uh, a lot of people are pulling money from their stocks. Um, and um, right now with this, with the stock market kind of starting to go like this, right? People don't want to, that's where their down payment's coming from. They don't want to pull money out for their down payment. So a lot of people would put a halt on it, especially, you know, add that to the fact that interest rates rose, what, I feel like a point and a half, a point and a half. I mean, beginning of the year, we were at, we were at 4%. And right now I just heard from my lender yesterday that we're sitting at uh, for conventional 20% down 740 plus we're sitting at like a 5.6 interest mm-hmm. rate. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who are like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so, what I've had to do is level set with my, my sellers and just say, Hey, you know, we're still really in a health and a heavy sellers market, right? For data, like just look at data alone. We have, you know, less than a month. Well, right now it's like a little about, we have like about a month of inventory right now, which, you know, in the March we had like less than two weeks. So it's actually doubled. Um, so that's good. Um, but you know, considering that we, considering that buyers are kind of starting to slow down a little bit, they're kind of like waiting. I think they're kind of waiting out the market. It's like, I mean, are they, I don't know. Are they just saying, no, we're, we're done forever? Probably not. We know that, right? People are always going to want to buy houses. I'm doing but. all of my estimates right now at 5.75 because I don't know if that interest rate is going to jump up yeah. over the next week, over the next two weeks. So, and people who are buyers who come to me who have an approval from a month ago, because you know they're good for 90 days, I'm having them yeah. talk to their lender right now because I had one person's, um, pre-approval drop by like $45,000, which put him out of the market of what he was looking for. So, um, just because of, of debt to income ratio, his income isn't very high and he was on the cusp of being able to be approved for a $225,000 house. Now he's only approved for 175 ish, 180 yeah. at tops. So it's yeah. just a matter I, like, you really have to stay on the market right now with these interest rates on top of it. I mean, well, and the other thing, the other thing, like for me was like, here's an example. I had a seller when I first started talking to them back in October, I had priced their home around like seven seventy five, Okay. And then when I put their home on the market, I put their home on the market at almost $900,000. So between October and March, like the, the prices went up that much. Right. But between March 31st and April 4th, buyers came down this much. So it was right. just, it's really kind of this like interesting kind of like dynamic about what's happening right now. It's um, moving very quickly. It's yeah. moving really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin has his hand raised. Yeah, so I just wanted to make a, a quick comment. I, Lene, I think we're, we're, I'm in Southern California, but we're kind of in the same market. You're looking at the data to where your short term, you see supply still very low. So even if you look at short term charge, you see still housing is still kind of increasing. But I I, um, I get a, a, a other housing reports and we're seeing demand starting to top. Right. You have to remember that. Let's say if you're if you're able to if you're qualified for an eight hundred thousand dollar home, uh, a one percent change in rate, you just lost over one hundred thousand dollars in buying power. Yep. So. That's what's going to happen. And the feds will raise another 50 basis points um, come May. Uh, And so we don't know if the market, if we've already priced that into the market now, or uh, I've spoken to a few lenders and they're not sure whether interest rates are priced into that or not. And so if it's not, we're going to continue to see a rise in, in mortgage rates, depending on the yield curve. So 
Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to, remember in 2019, we were actually, we thought we topped out in 2019. And, but COVID, this is all, this whole, this whole, this is all COVID. All, all of it. COVID. All of it. In 2019, we yeah. were at 5% yeah. interest rates. We thought, okay, we, we, we we're coming to this 10 year, <laughs> you know, 10 year uh, bull market in housing. And then everything changed. I had in 2019, I had a property listed, uh, that expired right in December. My clients call say, hey, we listed again in 2020, and I had a hundred people come through the door. I'm like, what the what the hell just happened? And that was like early March of 2020, right when COVID was hitting. And so, and it's just been a bull market ever since. Uh, and uh, it's 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 been really every market is unique. You never can predict it, and you just have to look at the charts. But yeah, has demand topped? Possibly, but we don't have like what Lemias was saying. We don't have enough data yet. I need to like see another couple of months and see, okay, is the demand curve going like this? It's like it's up in, in the Western part of the United States or in Southern California, especially where I'm at, just did it, has it peaked? And that's what I'll know. And if you start seeing properties on the market, two months, three months, we know. Yeah. We know where it's at. So anyways, that's just my comment. No, it very, you make a lot of it, very, very good points. I think that that's kind of like what there's a lot of variables. We just don't know. And like, you know, is what I'm seeing right now. I mean, obviously it's, it's kind of along the West coast. I've talked to several realtors along the rest West coast. Um, but is what I'm seeing right now, you know, a, tr a new trend forming or is it like, you know, is it just a lull? Is there it's an anomaly? Like it's just, it's hard to tell. No. And, and when our, and then when our clients come to us and they want the answers to these questions, do you think this Tara, do you think this Linnea, do you think this Rachel? It's like, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell the future, but I do not. I just, right. I, I can't, I can only tell you what's happening today because tomorrow can change. Everything can change in one, in one split second. And I think, I think that's like the other thing that's been really important for me, like kind of the lesson that I really had to take was like making sure my clients know that, you know, like a, the market can change on a dime. Like there's nothing there. The market can change tomorrow. And I don't know. And fortunately the, you know, the second house that I put on the, on the market in April, I did give them that conversation. I said, Hey, when we were talking three weeks ago, you know, I told you I can get you this much for your house based on the fact that we would be able to drive it up with multiple offers today. I'm telling you that I don't know if that's going to happen right. based on what's happening in the market. And they were right. like, okay. And I said, so what's the, what's your bottom line number that you want? And they told me, and I was like, okay, I promise you we can get you that. And we got them that. I didn't get them that by, I didn't get them that by multiple offers though. I got them that by pricing the pro the property where they wanted and making sure that I was right on my pricing. So I think like for listing agents, I think it's more important now than ever to like actually know how to price a home because like for a while it was kind of like taking a target or taking a dart and it's going Doop! and just like placing it and just hoping it would work. And it, it kind of, it did. And so now I think, you know, for the listing agent side, it's really important to know how to price, but you know, that's probably really important for the buyer side too, to know how to comp a home. I've been seeing my market go kind of, it was high, 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 high with like 15 to 20 multiple offers for the longest time, All, like 2020, it started to slow down at the end of last year. And it might've been seasonality. It might've been like the fall and in the win into the winter with, with holidays and back to school and things like that, it started to slow down and it was, it was nice to be able to say, okay, it's still competitive out there, but now we're only seeing, you know, it, we're only seeing five to six multiple offers instead of like 15 to 20. But now lately it's been, I mean, the last one was nine. Uh, they told me there were nine offers. 
The one before that was uh, 16 offers. The one before that was 12 offers. So it's been go- it's been doing this like roller coaster thing, and it's really hard to stay on top of it because it li- every property. I mean, it's it's just different on every occasion, and um, people are dropping contingencies left and right, which is is really hard when you live in a place where you have hundred year old homes. You know, we have, I think 79% of our homes in the area that I live in were built before the 1950s. So it's, it's huge old home area and it's, it's hard. I I don't condone my clients giving up uh, inspection contingencies on an old home. I mean, I live in an old home. There's millions of things wrong with my old home. I would never say go buy an old home you know, it's a hundred years old. There's, there's things that are wrong with it. And that you, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to inherit something that's going to explode after you get the keys on your way home from settlement, but people are doing it because it's just so competitive. And they're just like, we'll, we'll take whatever comes our way. And I just feel like it's not fair for the buyers. And I don't, I think a lot of realtors in my market are pushing just wave and you know wave inspections. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Well, I don't do that because I don't think it's fair to them, and I also don't want to be held liable if something happens. And I told them. I mean, we actually have to sign at our brokerage a, a waiver form that says, "Hey, listen, I I understand that my realtor Tara and my brokerage EXP told me I should do." inspections but i'm waiving them on a newer house easy to waive inspections you know if it, if it was built 10 years ago 15 years ago okay you know the roof's gonna need to be replaced in like 10 to 15 you know if they've serviced their utilities they're gonna be fine for the next couple of years much much easier to waive on a newer home yeah all right lexi raise her hand yeah i was gonna ask when you had said the because i live in uh, like kids say we don't have a high market point at all at all it's probably in the 200 somewhere as well um so when you said that you were getting beat by offers that are over fifty thousand, was it because of the contingencies do you think that other real estate agents were beating you by those things or do you think it was all price so for the one that was fifty five thousand over it was all price because he did drop his it was a newer home it was a higher price point it was Listed at four ninety five, we did we put an offer in at five fifty, and he waived his inspection contingency. So it was all priced for that one. Um, the one that was rejected yesterday, it's getting comical the rejections at this point that I'm getting. Like I literally was like, yeah, okay, like I'm not upset about it anymore because I just don't even expect it to happen. Like I will probably pass out the next time a buyer. Uh, you know, offer gets accepted because it's been set for the last, what is it? Three and a half months now. Everything I put in has been, you know, rejected. But the one yesterday was because it was a higher price point and we bid, I think $12,000 over. So it wasn't quite as aggressive, but it was, it was a, a home that was uh, t- listed in the low 200s. But it was a home built in 1950, and there were clearly things that could be wrong with it. Um, it had a septic tank, and of course, I never suggest waiving a septic inspection because they are so mega expensive to fix or replace. And if that becomes your problem after you're the owner of a house, it's just horrible. Like I, I've heard horror stories of people having to pay sixty, seventy thousand dollars to get a whole new system done. So, but the person that won that bid waived the inspections. They didn't they didn't care about the condition of the house or or anything like that. Yeah. And my market seller has to pay for the septic inspection. 
it's required. Like you can't, you cannot, they won't transfer title unless that septic has been uh, inspected and um, pumped and county signed off on. So this, it's a seller responsibility in my market. That's really nice. I was talking to a local agent um, this past week and I was like, you know, I really wish that it was a requirement nationally that in order to sell your house, like title work, that you have to have an inspection. Like you have to, because it, it just, and she bit my head off. She's like, well, they shouldn't have to have an inspection if they don't want an inspection. And she was like, Rah. and I was like, but if it would level the playing field, right? It, it Then it could be just about price because this added layer of waiving inspections left and right is really making it difficult for cautious buyers. And I think as a, it's the biggest investment you're going to make, your buyer should be allowed to be cautious. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, I have a couple comments. Melissa says in Las Vegas, the absorption rate is 2.8 weeks. Uh, in order for the Las Vegas, well, where it would, it would probably be, I would say, uh, uh, real estate is hyper local. So I don't know where in Las Vegas she is, but uh, in order for her area, they need 28,000 homes to be added to inventory. Uh, median price point is 468. Ellen said that in Salem, Oregon, it's two and a half weeks of inventory, which is very similar to what Melissa said. And average price point is 420. So, and I will tell you the, when I say real estate is hyper local, I have, um, uh, I have a client in contract right now with, in a home that's in a, it's in my County, but it's like a little further South. It's called the South sound. Um, and it's probably, you know, 40 minutes South of me. And she's saying that she is still seeing multiple offers in all situations that there, she hasn't seen any, any signs of a shift yet in her area. And it's only like, you know, what did I say? 40 minutes away from me. So, you know, real estate is super hyper local and it's just, it's really interesting. So, Kevin. Yeah, so I'm, I just want to make a comment on what Tara said, since it's called Agent Huddle. Uh, I, yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I think we're, you know, I'm, I'm in the most litigious state in the Union in California, right? People sue for everything here. And those who are advising no inspections will see lawsuits for sure. Lawsuits are going to happen because as soon as that those people occupy that property, they have all this. They have, they have all these issues with it. I know in California, I never advise anybody not to do inspection. I said, look, it's not worth walking into a property that you're paying top dollar for and then walking into 30, 40, $50,000 of repairs. So, I mean, I, I mean, unless they absolutely sign the waiver and we have a hold, our brokerage has a hold harmless agreement so they can't come back and sue me, you need it. And also, if you work with a brokerage, make sure that you, if you have, that's a brokerage where you can speak to an attorney, make sure that you're covering your butt because if you're not, if you don't have a hold harmless agreement, you're not having a waiver sign, any of those documents, that buyer has every right to come back and sue you, the brokerage, the seller, the listing agent, you know, I'm seeing it all the time. We've got thousands of lawsuits out there right yeah. now. And Cal, I mean, and, and, and uh, you, could, you could end up owing 20, 30, $40,000 or, um, uh, to get out of it, you know, your, your E and O insurance doesn't cover everything. And, uh, it's, uh, attorneys are going after it. It's a field day. It's going to be, it's gonna <laughs> but I understand where you come from, Tara. I think we're going to see the trickle down of like the, the buyer, the heavy, heavy sellers market and all of the, I think we're going to see that trickle down. I think probably in the next year or so, I think we'll start to hear more and more stories of it. Like, like this right now, what we're experiencing is like definite effects of COVID from back in what, 2019, 2019, right? 2020. 2020. I can't remember anymore. But like, this is what we're start, we're starting to see that trickle down. Right. So, like almost a full two years later. Yeah. Yeah. There's series of trickle downs that are going to happen. Kevin, I think you're probably 100% on, the, on with that. 
So there is built into our contract in Pennsylvania, there is a quick claim clause, which the I very much explain very thoroughly to my client that says when you sign the mortgage agreement, when you sign the deed and you're handed your keys, you are quitting claim on anything that happens with this transaction, which is good and bad, Kevin, right? Because like it's almost covering all of those people that are saying, oh, just buy it, just buy it. It's just wave the inspections and just buy it. Um, I'm glad it covers me in case I make any mistakes in that way, but it's it's almost like, I don't know if we'll see those lawsuits because they're covered by that quick claim, which is like, because I want this trend to stop. I really, as a realtor who wants to give my buyers the best experience and you know work to their best favor, I want it to stop. I really do. It will. It's, it's coming, it's coming, it's going away. I can watch it. But it's all about your reputation, you know, Terry. It's all about your reputation as well. So if you're really protecting the interest of your client, right, whether it's the it's the seller or the buyer, you know, if you do a really good job for them and you you put you put their interest aside from your interest, and they they buy the they buy the right home, they're happy with the home. Well, that's going to be extra business for you, whether they come, you know, whether they refer people to you or whether or whether they when they when it's time to move, they're going to reach out to you. But if they, if they walk into a living nightmare, guess what? You know, you're going to have bad reviews. You're not yeah. going to get that referral business. You're yeah. going to look like one of those agents that are just in for the money. And that's not what we're, where we need our industry to go right now. So we need to really be protecting our clients' interests and yeah. not yeah. the other way around. Like maybe I make less money as a realtor than the shyster realtor out there saying like drop inspections, drop inspections, but I'm honest and it's my integrity. So it, it is, you're right. It's it's just how I want to work my business. Um, okay. So we're two minutes over time. We have one more question from Janine. Um, if you have to go, thank you so much for coming. If you can't stay on for another minute, let's give Janine her question and then we'll, we'll call it, we'll call it over. You're muted. Just a question. Do we at EXP have any kind of um, clause like Kevin is mentioning? That would probably be a question for your broker, to be honest. Like I would go into the world and ask your broker. Okay. I think, are you talking about a waiver form? Yeah. There, there is a waiver form for waiving inspections where they have to sign it. Yeah. Where do I find that form? You, it's probably pinned at the top of your, um, of your broker, state brokerage page. Okay, thank you. Yeah, do you guys have like a Trello board or something like that? I'm not sure yet, but I'll look. All right. Um, okay, uh, everybody, thank you so much for all of your input. Rachel, Tara, thank you for joining me. Um, again, it was another awesome, awesome conversation. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.